it's not about being greedy, as I said. It's it's just about just knowing exactly where you are, and if you're going to put ten or fifteen years into something, you know, there better be a material value, yeah. uh, and not even at the end, because it's fair and even, and, and that's what uh, the point that needs to be differentiated uh, early on rather than later on. G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk and also what resources they lean on to get the most out of their agri-business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. Right, Hamish, so we've got the new podcast Farm Yarns where we found out all about hair tree but not everyone is keen to know about what you're doing in the business. They want to know who's driving the business and how you're driving it, what motivates you. So welcome to Farm Yards. Thanks, mate. Yeah, uh, that was a good hit out. So let's do the, the quick one, eh? First of all, let's kick it off. And how are you? How are you going today? Yeah, very good. Sitting here in Marlong, five degrees, cloudy, scuds, shower. Yeah, it's a um, good day to be inside. Sounds very typical of Molong. What's your morning routine? How do you kick off your days? Yeah, so get up and uh, just do a bit of exercise sort of thing yeah, and um, and then get into uh, a few coffees. I uh, live by myself, so um, I have to do at least one domestic duty every morning or otherwise uh, the place isn't that great after a while. So, yeah, uh, so yeah, that's it. Running around like you do, I could imagine as well. 60 seconds. Yeah. Tell me your favourite memory you had from the farm, any farm. Um, yeah, I think um, some of the most favourite memories are, you know, um, having, firstly, when I was sort of uh, just come back from ag college, uh, I had uh, one of our, uh, Mike Dibbs, a, a cattle assessor, who was, um, who'd started with my grandfather and then had, uh, had my father, then me, and then I actually had my kids. So he had four generations in the cattle yards with him, uh, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, it's probably one of the, the nicest sort of memories from from the farm. Not too much yelling going on in the yards? No, there's always plenty of yelling. Uh, so, but, yeah. It comes with the job. But for yourself, yeah. who's been the most influential person in your life? Um, yeah, I think like there's probably a few uh, that have probably been really influential. You you say probably your father and uh, dad was sort of a, um, uh, you know, a really sort of good manager as such. So, you know, it was able to, uh, you gave me probably more than enough advice, but uh, like I really enjoyed uh, learning and, you know, sometimes you see sons and, and fathers clash because uh, they're too much alike, but, you know, uh, I'm probably, you know, sort of uh, just a bit more casual. So let him let him sort of uh, give us his advice. But, you know, it's it's one of those things I really enjoyed. You know, he's still, he's 83 at the moment and was just here for lunch today and um, still giving me little little tips, which is which is nice. Yeah, it's probably those memories as well that you will sort of keep forever. Um, yeah. And for the family farms, 85,000 farming families, it's probably very similar for father figures, mother figures, Mother figures, I don't think that's a thing, but anyway. Um, but we'll move on from that. And if you'd like to debunk about ag tech, we'd like to centralise it to what you do. What would you like to yeah. debunk? Um, yeah, look, I'd like to sort of really debunk, um, you know, which is the best way to, you know, sort of uh, 
baseline carbon and 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 make sure that farmers uh, are long term you know it, it worries me a little bit about these 25 and 100 year uh sort of projects and tying country up you know like i think think that the um you know we need land for food production isn't they're not making any more land so somewhere between the the tying up a country with with uh purely for carbon growing trees on or things like that and somewhere between you know how do we how do we grow more food from uh from the current land uh yeah. that we have uh, and sort of make that sort of um our key priority because that's what we're going to have to do but but do that you know in a in a sustainable and and you know sort of uh carbon friendly way in the future yeah there's lots of questions to come out of it but that's also a good thing as well contesting what's going on um yeah. are you a night owl or early riser uh, I'm a bit of both. I don't, you know, like a, uh, quite happy to be sort of up around sort of 10 and 30, 11 o'clock and, and be up at six. So that's not early, early, but it's not late either, I suppose. But it's a, yeah, sort of somewhere in that sort of happy medium, I suppose. Consistency is key though. What's, yeah. what's hot and what's not in agriculture? What do you love about it, um, about ag tech and what don't you love about it? Uh, what's hot at the moment? Um, yeah, I think there's like, there's, some really interesting, you know, COVID sort of knocked around a lot of a lot of ag tech companies, and there was a bit of a gap. But you know, there's a there's a few of these um, sort of more uh, stewardship type um, uh, approaches coming out, and I think you know, sort of compliance is going to be uh, the the bit that we're focused on at the moment is is how do we how do we make life easier for farmers by not having to double into data. Yep. Um, what what's not hot. Um, I don't know at the moment. It's it's. Um, I'm not sure I got an answer for that one. The cold. Yeah, the cold. Going going out or staying in on a Friday night. What's your go to? Oh, mate, I'm 45 now, so staying in's. Um, uh, I don't mind a bit of a blowout from time to time, but it's just got to be a good reason. What's the local pub in Molong? Uh, there's two. There's Freemasons, and then there's sort of the top pub. So um, yeah, the I don't go to either very often, but yeah, no, no they, when we go, out, we go down. Yeah. And what's something you think we need to be talking about in agriculture? What's flying under the radar that shouldn't? Yeah, as I sort of mentioned a couple of times in the previous uh, episode, succession. You know, it's uh, you know farmers are you know I think it's a the greatest issue that catches a lot of farmers out, and they sort of everyone assumes they're not going to get thought out you know we um, we were lucky enough to do it early so you know i've been able to head down uh, a path at least i've got control over but you know as a husband and wife there's nothing more you know pillow talk causes causes angst of not having that security for your own kids uh, and trying to trying to deal with brothers sisters or uncles and uh, whatever sort of thing so you know it's it's not about being greedy as i said it's it's just about just knowing exactly where you are and if you're going to put 10 or 15 years into something, you know, there better be a material value yeah. uh, and not even at the end because it's fair and even and, and that's what uh, the point that needs to be differentiated uh, early on rather than later on. Yeah, a huge topic to tackle and sort of hopefully we can create that consistency and like family dynamics change um, for every family. There are some similar out there, but like, the communication between um, and how that links up is pretty important in the end to get the most success out of it. Yeah.
100 percent. and and then everyone can just move on and they know exactly where they stand and you know you, there's none of that angst so it's good yeah great suggestion and playing off the back of that mental health takes a toll on farmers we lose too many every day to suicide both men and women um but for yourself hamish how do you take time to look after yourself after a busy day a shit day or even a good day yeah, I don't know. I've just been pretty lucky that I haven't been uh, terribly affected by that. I'm always a glass half full uh, yeah. type of guy. So um, got a girlfriend in Bathurst and, um, yeah, we just go out for, you know, go for a walk or, or chill out. We've got a little dash down, so he's not the brightest spark in the world. And, and um, so you can give him a bit of a run around and all that. So, yeah, a couple of little ways of just hanging out at home and... Yeah. and um, doing that sort of stuff. So don't mind a bit of footy, enjoying the, the ashes at the moment and hopefully we can give the palms a towel up the next day or two. So that'll be good. Yeah, great suggestion. A bit of us time and yeah, the boys have turned it around for the ashes. It wasn't looking good there at the beginning. No, but no, they're doing well. Um, and Polly Doran actually turned this around. I asked what the deepest fear was and she thought that was a bit pessimistic. So she told me to ask what brings you most joy? What brings yeah, you happiness? Right. Uh, just my kids, you know, this is really not a farmer's story, but um, uh, my daughter just got tickets for Taylor Swift. Oh, did uh, she? For a friend, did yeah, you? for a friend, a friend about two hours ago and just watching, well, the tickets weren't even for her, they're for a friend. And, oh, and right. anyway, they're both just squealing and just, just yeah, it's pretty funny. So, yeah, you know, just little things like that, you know, it was pretty cool to, to be in there and part of, so, yeah. That the... Like 4 million people tried to get tickets in Australia. I can't believe that. There's like yeah. one seventh of Australia wanted a Taylor Swift ticket. Yeah. We had 13 different devices between two families. <laughs> and we got we got one. So anyway, that was that was it. But anyway, and the funny thing is, is my daughter's not even going to it. She just wanted to get tickets for a mate. So they're both crying and yeah, whatever. So that was pretty funny. To the Sydney one? Yeah, to the Sydney one, yeah. Yeah, right. Imagine all the devices going across Australia just pinging off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So 2%, I reckon, something like that. So, so yeah, just the simple things yeah. bring me joy. Yeah. Beautiful to hear. And what are you most excited about in 2023? It's 2023. That's this year, I suppose. We've got about six months to go. Six yeah, months. look, we, we, um, we're just trying to close the capital raise at the moment. Um, we've got some really good guys we want to employ. Uh, we just finished the SVG uh, Thrive uh, program last week in Melbourne. Uh, where they're, they're a Silicon Valley uh, venture fund uh, that's targeted 10 Australian ag tech companies, and um, we were lucky enough to be one of those 10. Uh, actually, want to, uh, we've been over the states once and want to get over the states a couple of times. There's some great opportunities to to do what we're doing here um, over there. There's no one in uh, in the US doing IoT and apps like we are, and so we're we're actually a global leader really in that space. And just want to get there and understand it so that we can sort of um, hopefully through the end of this this capital raise really get a bit of a launch into the US as well. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting thing. Different kettle of fish over there, 300 million people. And I think there's also like three and a half million farmers. Um, yeah, yeah. To Australia, it just blows us out of the water. Yeah, you know, and it's, 
you know, we need to approach it a bit like Europe. Each one of those states has different, uh, you know, sort of laws and and um, different customs, uh, cultures, and whatever else, basically. So, you know, uh, to go to the US, you're really only going to one or two particular states. You're not, you're not actually going to the US as such. Beautiful. And tell us something that the audience may not know about yourself, Hamish. What don't we know yet? What don't you know? Um, probably uh, the I'm a, I lost a couple of fingers uh, in a in a um, accident uh, in a workshop when I was 18 uh, before I went to the territory. So yeah, so make sure you don't put your fingers in uh, hydraulic metal presses. It's it's um, a bit of a no-no. So now I've for anyone that's on YouTube, they can see my. Et fingers, so yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, no, a lot of people don't. Funnily enough, I notice anyone else that's got uh, lost a finger or so, I must look at hands more than than most people now. Checking out if there's any you like, and for yourself over time, what's your favourite productivity hack? Something that you don't do, or something that you do do? Um, uh, one of the things as I said, you know, in the routine, get up and do a domestic duty, you know. A bit of cleaning and, and all of that sort of thing. Like it's, I think, you know, looking on Instagram or something. There's a, a US uh, general there saying make your bed every morning. And I think that's a good one. I think that's it. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I think that's part of part of being product productive yourself is really just you know make sure you sort of look <laughs> after your, yourself and look after your sort of home and be proud of that sort of because then you sort of uh, you, the rest of the day will be the same. I think is you know you'll be you know hooking in and, and that whereas if you if you're lazy on the on the little things of not getting out of bed in the morning or, or whatever then it just reflects everywhere else yeah mate was on the podcast ages ago rich Avendano. he said if you have a job two or five minutes um don't leave it to the next day do it now and you'll thank yourself later yeah yeah sounds easy and that's it they're only five five minute jobs any of it so i think but if you weren't doing what you were doing what would hamish be doing um, what I know now, like, uh, and, you know, sort of probably, um, uh, coming back to the succession quickly as well later uh, is I'd go and work for an ag tech company. You know, if I wasn't a farmer, you know, go and have a look, the ag tech companies need young male, uh, males and females that sort of understand ag and understand that, uh, how a service fits into ag. So there's a, I think ag tech's really going to provide a, a fantastic opportunity for that connectivity uh, of of the sons and the daughters that don't actually make it onto the farm to still have either a direct uh, impact on their own family farm or to maintain that connection with ag by um, you know becoming an expert expert in uh, you know particular verticals within irrigation or within sort of stock water or pastures or and all of that sort of stuff. So you know I think that ag tech's going to be the most awesome sort of uh, industry for you know a lot of young young farmers and they probably should actually come and do a couple of years in ag tech before they actually go home just to to get to know the ecosystem and then understand what opportunities they can then and how they can use that on their farm by looking at plenty of other farms before they go home and get stuck there for the rest of their life in 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 you know, sort of building up their farm and and expanding or, or making it better than than when they got it there's probably a space there to grow that community. Like there's coders um, in finance, coders in gaming and all that sort of stuff. And coding plays a huge role, and especially even with yourself, coding um, 
different ag techs and even bringing them on board and making sure they're seamless with the end users. Um, the space for that's growing, isn't it, a lot? Yeah. Well, we don't do any development offshore. We have a regional first yep. uh, developer approach. So we've got um, one guy in Parks um, uh, and then another in uh, Bathurst, uh, another, uh, we've got two in Sydney, um, but, you know, sort of most of our team uh, out of out of the nine of us are all regionally based um, in New South Wales or Queensland. So, look, if there is uh, young developers uh, that have got an ag background, certainly give me a call. Um, I know a lot of companies are looking for developers if we're not, but um, I'd rather develop a, uh, a farmer, someone with an ag background, um, uh, than than not. So it just makes it so much easier with some of the the data stuff that we're doing in the background. So um, yeah, don't be afraid to reach out. Absolutely, and agriculture is no longer a stepping stone. We're the end destination um, for so many roles. It's great to see and great to see the improvements and a testament to yourself, Hamish, and many others out there doing what we do but also incorporating these different industries. It's good to see. Um, Thanks, mate. To, to round it off, you mentioned something before. It was like that guy that was Make Your Bed, the general. Do you have a book yep. recommendation for the Farmers Book Club? Um, I think uh, I don't do a lot of reading, but I did read a, a book, uh, Bravo Two Zero. I think it was the first Afghanistan. It was... Uh, English SAS uh, guys uh, that um, uh, landed uh, in Afghanistan in the in the first Gulf War and and um, they just literally parachuted into the middle of a military base and they spent the next two months basically escaping out through Siberia and then and then to get caught uh, just as they're out across the border and it's an awesome book just going into you know uh, you know. Um, I sort of uh, got a huge empathy for for the men and women that served for Australia and and all of that sort of stuff and and just some of those sort of stories. Even though no, this one isn't, uh, is sort of um, something just a, a real life story of of, yeah. of what happened and and um, certainly worth a read. Was that Aunt Middleton's? Um, yeah. uh, Annie McNabb. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Because yeah. I used to work in the ex-military recruitment in London and like just open my eyes to that world of everything going on and actually the good, bad and extremely ugly of coming back from it all as well. Yeah, yeah, no, but, you know, we're lucky enough and, and if I can make a recommendation for a trip, um, go and see uh, Chinookalay or Gallipoli, you know, and, and go and look at uh, particularly Ataturk's uh, letter back to the, the Australian uh, sort of... Uh, mothers and, and fathers of the of the fallen um that'll certainly jerk a tear out of anyone so yeah that's um something that would be the the trip that i recommend for any australian yeah I, I did uh gallipoli on anzac day in 2018 um yeah, it's a bit of a tearjerker and just to see what they would have seen at that time um obviously not in the same sort of conflict but yeah it's just it's a real well, we'll lock it off there, Hamish. Thanks so much for coming on to a farmyard. I'm sure a few people found out a little bit more about you, but also picked up a tip or two along the way. So thanks for coming on for a good farmyard. Yeah, no, thanks, buddy. And um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity. And, and um, yeah, hopefully the season goes with everyone uh, this year for 2023.